And a big welcome back to the Endurance Hour podcast, episode 386. Back alongside Kona coach Wendy Mater, I'm Dave Erickson. Uh, thank you so much for listening this week. We've got a big show. It may be fast, but we got a big show. We've got some questions from athletes that we coach and that follow us. And we've got some news about some new train plans on training peaks that we're producing specifically for 2023. And the big announcement that we've got going for 2023, a big promotion, all of our triathlon plans, I know it sounds crazy, $99 or less, all distances, all levels, $99 or less on training peaks. Big promotion we have for the first three months of 2023. You can get these, save these, they're yours for life. Coach Wendy Mater, how do these work out for the athletes out there? $99 or less. How's that work? So we have a special code that you can go to Endurance Hour and get that code. And when you go to Training Peaks, you can search Wendy Mater Training Plans on Training Peaks, and you can see all our plans and apply this discount code to any of the triathlon plans we offer, ranging from Sprint to Olympic, Couch to all the way up to an advanced athlete, 12, 16, and 24 weeks long. And for example, if you see that the sprint plan on training peaks will say that it's $43, if you input the code, then you'll get it for 29. And if you see that our Ironman plans are $147, input that code and it'll go down to $99. Yes, a 33% discount code. Go to endurancehour.com. You'll see the 33% discount uh, option there. Send in your email address. We'll send you the code and then you apply it to that plan, any plan you want. And you save 33% on any of our plans. So $99 for an Ironman, beginner or advanced. $79 for a half Ironman. And this can be the straight-up plan, a beginner plan, advanced plan, or specific to an event. And we've got some plans that we've got specifically for 2023, like Coeur d'Alene, Chattanooga, 70.3 Boulder 2023. Get those plans for $79. Olympic, $49 with our discount code. And that goes through the end of March using these codes and then we go back to the normal pricing so you'll see a posted price but use our discount code it drops it by 33 percent through the end of march coach we've got some questions that were messaged in to us about uh this season and some triathlon questions in general first of all from payson uh, payson writes trying to understand how to restart my endurance training is it all psychological i need stories from other people who have started at zero and have been successful so question one from Payson, is there a difference between two day, two days of week, two days a week of intense training versus a, a little bit every day? We'll go with that one first. So first I want to say definitely hearing other stories of other athletes who have gone from, let's say the couch to an Ironman over 32 weeks. I've seen that happen. That's why we created training programs for people like that. And again, the level of a couch two type of person is going to vary slightly from person to person. And, and there are a lot of stories that we share in our T2 endurance Facebook group um, of athletes sharing, you know, some setbacks or struggles that they're having. So it's, if, if you haven't joined that group, it's definitely something you want to look into joining and, you know, you just have to start. I think sometimes for some people, if it's been a while since they've been on any type of fitness journey, the hardest part is just restarting again. And you just have to commit to taking that first step, that first stroke, whatever you're doing and see how far it takes you on day one. And then hopefully 
It takes 21 days. They say to create a habit. Hopefully, if you can maintain some consistency for 21 days, you'll get in a habit and you'll reinvigorate your body, mind um, to be able to continue to do it. So going on to your first specific question is the difference between you know, just training two days a week, say on the weekend, I call that a weekend warrior versus training a little bit during the weekdays. There's a huge difference, you know, your body, you know, uh, you know, let's take, for example, if you had 70 minutes, it's better to do 10 minutes, seven days a week than it would be to do one day a week of 70 minutes because your body adapts differently and with any type of training that I've ever created, the frequency has to happen first. Once you develop that frequency, you develop that consistency, then you build on endurance and then you build on intensity. So if you're only doing that one day, 70 minutes, whatever sport it is, that's a, that's a long endurance day. And then you only do that one day a week, your body's not going to remember and you're not going to get the adaptations that you're looking to get when you're able to 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 train more frequently. So there's definitely a difference between those two. And the next question, how important is a tri bike versus a road bike with aero bars? Um, and again, it's a subjective word. It depends on what important means to you. If the course is going to be um, flatter, you definitely want to take advantage of an aero bike that fits you. And so you can ride in the aero position because when you're aero, that's like free speed, you're going to go faster. If the course that you're training on is hillier, you might want to opt for the road bike because it's easier to manage uphills and downhills on a road geometry bike. And so it kind of just depends, you know, like all these questions, it really just depends on your goals, your your experience, your time available to train, and the nature of the course. Good question. Next up from Scott, did you see the announcement of New York Ironman 70.3? Don't know many details, but it could be interesting race. One topic I would love to hear you guys talk about and opinions on, the pros and cons of inaugural races, tips, what to look out for, etc. I'm sure you guys have a ton of insight into this. Wendy, what have you heard about 70.3 New York? So before Scott emailed me this question, I had gotten the email update from Ironman and I haven't looked into it other than my initial reaction is, oh my gosh, they've done an Ironman in New York before. And it was a disaster from what I heard. And I think you said it was in 2012. And yep. so the con of doing an inaugural Ironman is they just don't have all the kinks worked out. They might not have the kinks worked out with the city that they're hosting the event, spectators, volunteers, if they've never, if there's never been an event hosted in their city, they might not um, embrace it and they might not enjoy it and they might not want it to come back. Being Ironman as a corporation and they've been around for so many years, all their events are pretty much the same. You know, they have the same expo, they have the same everything's the same, like the, the website, you know, the only, the only details they change on their website is kind of the details with the core, the way the course is the swim, bike and run. But for the most part, whenever I've gone to an Ironman, I can expect the same thing. I can expect the same emails. I can expect the same stuff at the expo and the same, you know, it's, it's easy for them 
And so, and that is, I think, as a pro, when you're doing an Ironman sanctioned event, you know what you're going to get versus doing a non Ironman sanctioned event. The, you know, the local people, you just don't know what kind of quality you're going to get. I think mm-hmm. Ironman brings a quality event. So that's a pro to having an inaugural, inaugural event. In my mind, I like doing events that I've never done before. And so if I have chances that I get to do brand new events, first time events, I want to jump on it and I want to experience it. And so that's a, that would be a pro in my mind um, for that to happen. When they had the race, the full distance Ironman New York, it was in 2012 and it was a combination of, I recall being um, Newark and, or New Jersey, yeah, Newark, New Jersey, and then coming back to New York. And it was as, as though there was nothing going on to the people who lived there because it's a huge city and, but it really wasn't, you know, New York city based. It was uh, over New Jersey was the the swim and the bike and then it crossed over and it was logistically a, a big challenge for people who were, you know, they would sleep in New York and they would take this big ferry, a ferry over into the swim start, which took like an hour to get there. And you, they jumped off a floating barge for the swim and the water wasn't very clean. From what I was told, it was a challenging bike course. Um, yeah, it was almost like, and it was super expensive at the time. I think it may have been over a thousand dollars which was a huge shock at the time. Yeah. And it was it just didn't work out. I mean, not enough to where they would have a repeat. It was a one and dunner. This year's Ironman uh, 70.3 New York is in Jones Beach Island, which is well east of New York, well east of Brooklyn. And it's um, it looks like it's very pleasant, actually, looking at the swim, bike, and run course, mm-hmm. just kind of talk you through some of this it's a it's a straight out and back one loop of the swim course they say uh off the white sands of jones beach and then the the bike course is uh pretty flat my goodness the elevation gain 750 feet so as you can imagine that's really light over you know 56 miles and it's from the this little island off the edge of new york north and back straightforward and then all the run is right there on that little island on that jones beach boardwalk and that is a two-loop course because it's, it's a small little area but i don't know might be interesting it probably won't be as crowded in terms of traffic as if you were uh-huh. in new york where it's super expensive yeah and i think ironman's been around for a long time they know the quality that they've done and they're going to make sure they maintain that same quality of a race and so Again, I, I really don't see many cons of an inaugural race other than maybe they're at a new venue and the weather that time of year may be a little bit different than what they anticipated. And so, but usually that's not a deal breaker for me. I always think it's cool when I go to races and they announce someone that has been that has been doing their race since the first one and that this person has done 20 years of whatever race it is, you know? So I think that's always pretty cool. If you do the first race, you Mm -hmm. might be someone who's motivated to continue doing that, you know, to say I'm on a, I'm on a streak. I've done Ironman 70.3 New York since 2023 and I'm going to do it every year until I can't do it anymore. I mean, I think that's kind of a, sometimes a cool thing to do and a motivating thing to do for some people. This actually looks like it might be a fun little race. It's a average water temperature, 65 air temperature, 70, in September, late September mm-hmm. for this area. 
yeah, I'm looking at some of the pictures on the website. It looks like it might be pretty cool. Yeah. And I think if things go, you know, negatively or wrong in an, in an event, it's usually like weather related. Oh, that was a horrible yeah. event. Like the cyclone bomb in California that happened the first year and nothing to do with Iron Man. It had to do with mother nature. And so, mm-hmm. um, that's my view. I'd say if you, if, if anyone wants to do an inaugural event put on by world triathlon corporation, Iron Man, they should, they're going to get the same quality that they've had at other events. And my guess too, since it's been a decade since they did a race in in New York, that they've done the research, there's enough of a need for them to invest in this location to go to New York and do one, even though it's there on Long Island area. Hey, yeah. good for them. And hopefully you can do it. Then you can f- give us some feedback on how it went. And we'll see, I'm sure, videos of people's lead up and, and race day highlights. Yeah, for sure. Mary writes, goggles question for you. Any tricks to preserving the anti-fog? Or do you use a spray to keep it from fogging up over time? And I can't recall. I, I've heard people say like they'll use like dish soap to create a little film on inside and then they wash it out. But I don't know. I haven't had that many problems with it. Have you? No, I've never really had problems with foggy goggles. I've heard that No More Tears baby shampoo mm. is something that people use. Um I've heard people spit in their goggles, and that's what I do if I need yeah. to. I'll either lick my goggles or spit on them. If you go that route, you just don't want the, to dunk them in water. Once you spit on them or or lick them, whatever you're going to do, make sure you put them on your eyes and seal them. And once they're sealed, try not to keep doing this. Try not to put them on your head and keep moving them because chances are higher that they're going to fog up. So what I learned, and I learned this probably because I read about it or someone told me, when I'm getting ready for a race, I leave my goggles on my head, and then when I'm getting closer and closer to my start, I put them on, and then I don't touch them. And Mm. that prevents them from fogging up during the course of the race. If by chance they do fog up or something happens that they, I get water in my goggles, I get kicked or something, that could create fogging throughout the next, you know, however much distance I have left in the course, then sometimes during the race, I'll just put, you know, stop, put a little bit of water. So there's waters kind of swishing around in my goggles Mm -hmm. to keep it fog free. I've never used an anti-fog product and I've been doing this for over 30 years. Yeah. Maybe it's just, I don't know where they're getting their, not they're getting their information, but maybe someone else just warning them that could be a problem. Yeah. Ironman triathlon training can be a, a overwhelming, daunting thing to take on, but it's easier when you have a plan, even easier when you have a coach guiding you. Uh, we've talked about this, but since we were talking about plans, talk about the pros and cons of a plan versus a coaching plan where someone hires you as a coach, because there are thousands of plans for a distance online. What separates a plan versus a coaching plan? So that's a great question. So you can go to like beginnertriathlete.com and and get free plans on there. And usually those types of plans tell you go run for 30 minutes, swim for 30 minutes, bike for 30 minutes. So it's or or certain mileage. So it's just based on distance. And that could be really good for a beginner. I mean, that's how I started 30 years ago. And then there's plans that add a component of intensity. If you're going to go, today's 30-minute swim is zone two. Tomorrow's 30-minute bike is zone three. 
And that's it. They don't really detail a warm up, a cool down or a main set. And then there's our type of plans where we actually provide coaching videos and content within the plan that before every week and some and or every phase of training. So every four weeks, we provide you with a video and educate you on what to expect for that next week or that next phase of training. And then within our plan, we have podcasts that we've done. We have blogs. We have videos that we've included that will help you manage, you know, manage open water swimming, how to put on a wetsuit, how to take off a wetsuit, how to acclimate to cold water. So we're providing all this within the plan. So you're still getting a training plan and you're still navigating through it on your own and you're still making adjustments to the training days of the week um, based on your life schedule. But we try to help educate you with our course content within that plan. And then next would be personalized coaching. If you wanted, if you needed more accountability and you needed more instruction and you needed more tailorization or personalization to your plan where you need a professional to help you say, okay, these, this week you need to swim, bike and run these days at this intensity based on your fitness level. Next week, your, your life schedule changes. These are the best days to swim, bike and run based on your life schedule. So hopefully that answers the question. Yeah. And, you know, keeping a log for yourself is also one of those nice, nice little benefits. Not just like, oh, I did it. Check off a list. What's tomorrow? No, keep a log of what, how do you, how do you respond? What was your pace? What was the morning like? Did you get enough sleep? How were you feeling afterwards? How sore were you? Should you be working out uh, on an intense intensity day the next day? If you're not recovered correctly, what is your recovery protocol? Are you getting massages? Are you... Mm-hmm. Are you doing some ice baths, something along those lines? If you don't know, <laughs> I mean, you go into a blind, I guess you don't know what you don't know. And that's where some of the coaching yeah. uh, tips and then personalized coaching is even one step further uh, when you're serious and, and you want to have results. If you want to go out there and just have fun, fine, get a plan. They're free. They're all over the place. Um, yeah, check it off. I ran 30 minutes. Cool. I swam a thousand yards. Was it with purpose or do you just, just swim it? You know, <laughs> you can just do all these things. Right. But if you don't know why you're doing them and just going through the motions and hey, if that's your plan, if you just want to go out and do that, great. No one's and that's a, and that's a plan. Do. And that's a good plan to have, you know, so yeah. and all those details Dave mentioned in a training log is really important. If you are considering coaching or if you do have a coach, you should definitely be sharing all that information when you're with your coach so we can personalize the plan to you and it's more meaningful for you rather than giving you someone else's training for that day. I think the value of training peaks as for me as an athlete and for you as an athlete and a coach is such a, what a great, a great platform that they created. Um, because I can look back and all my plans are still there. I can go back and uh-huh. look at Arizona from, you know, 10 years ago and see what, well, cause I'll upload my data or look at my plan leading up to it and see the notes that I left or the coach left. Oh uh, maybe you shouldn't have done this or uh, yeah. clearly your results speak for themselves because you didn't train hard enough or you overtrained or um, yeah, I love the train, the training peaks value and there's a free account and there's also a, what's the other called advanced or um, premium. Just a premium account. What's the difference between those? What do you get with a premium in the cost? So the free account, obviously the basic account is free. 
um, a premium account. I believe it's $120 a year, but they may have increased the price. I usually find out when there's discounts and I usually include that in one of our newsletters on Mondays um, when Training Peaks is offering some deals. But with the premium account, if you have a coach, when you log um, subjective data or you download data from your uh, GPS device, your coach can get a notification. And then someone like me, I'm pretty, I'm access to my phone a lot. That's how I work. I can go into your and make some comments and analyze your data. And then you will get a notification. I think that's the biggest thing about having a premium account is the communication and the notifications that coach and athletes receive after writing something in their log. And then you as an athlete also have the capability of if you have a coach or if you have a training plan, you have the capability of sliding the workouts to certain days of the week that you want to complete them with a basic account. I don't think you can do that. So if you have a 16 week training plan that you purchased on training peak and you have a basic account, those days of those workouts are set in stone. You're not going to be able to move them around, but I believe with a premium account you can. And that, so there's a couple other features, but those are the, the two important ones that I use a premium account for. Now, we've already mentioned how all of our triathlon plans are $99 or less, regardless of distance and level of um, whether you're coming off the couch. That's what we call the couch two programs or your beginner advanced. We have made some specialty uh, training plans that are specific to the course. Uh, some of it was kind of as an experiment to see, you know, I remember thinking about the Ironman 70.3 quarter lane a few years ago when my local triathlon club was preparing for it. You know, they you know, get a club and they get dozens of people who are going to race it. And it's a nice little community event. And it's like, oh, let's make a, a quarter lane 70.3 plan just for uh-huh. them. They can, you know, they can use it and we've got experience and they can prepare for the course itself. So we started doing that. And then we thought, well, let's, let's expand it in 2023. So we made a 70.3 Chattanooga uh, course uh, training plan with a course preview so you know how to prepare for that specific course. So it's beyond just a beginner 70.3 plan. It's a plan specific for that event. And we also did that for 70.3 Boulder last week. And we have a couple of full distance ones. Can you talk about the full distance ones we've done so far and what we're, uh, we're that are in the works? Yeah, so we've done Ironman California, Ironman Florida, Ironman Arizona, Ironman Coeur d'Alene. I believe those are the four fulls that we've done courses, training plans for. And Lake Placid and Chattanooga full yes. courses are okay, also yeah. in the works. So six of them. That's pretty good. Yeah. And that's for 2023. We'll make new ones for 2024 if there's a demand for it. If you're looking to, for a certain course and there's enough people who want to do it, we'll do that as well. So it's a it's a plan for the course with course previews. So you know what to expect on this year's course. Here's the swim. It's, it's it's one loop or it's two loops. It's here's the bike. Here's the loops. Here's how to prepare and navigate this specific course with the elevation gain and so on. Same with the run course. Right. And and the, those specific courses that we've already done, Dave and I have raced on. And so mm-hmm. we have experience that we share within our course previews. Yeah, that's that's the cool part for us is you know, Boulder. You, you've done it so many times. I've done it. I've done it once. Coeur d'Alene, I've done it a number of times. So we've got some experience we can share with you. And more to come. So when you go to uh, Wendy, Wendy, Mater, Mater, Wendy Mater's Training Peaks account on Training Peaks, you can see all the courses that we have uh, created and more to come 
uh, for this year. And those will still be at the discounted price up until the end of March. Those are the bullet points that we wanted to cover in this quick but uh, big podcast today. Anything else I'm missing that you want to bring up? No, I think that's about it. If you have okay. questions, make sure you can email or text me like the three that we just answered. You can also join our T2 Endurance Facebook group and post questions in there um, or any concerns that you have. And we're, we're pretty available. Yeah, endurancehour.com. That's where you can get that discount code for our training peaks. Also see all of our training plans that are listed there. Sign up for our newsletter, which we send out two each week. And uh, one is a recap of the podcast with some other resources and one on Monday, which has all of our discount codes that and relationships we have with with sponsors and products and so on. So if you want to save some money, sign up for that discount for that newsletter. You get two newsletters per week and one's all about discounts and one's all about the podcast and other resources. That's it for me as well. So with that, thanks so much for watching this week's uh, episode of the Endurance Hour 386. For Wendy, I'm Dave. Have a great week of training, racing, or recovery. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios. Mm-hmm.